0: Good to see everybody out today, and good to have most of our people back. i uh, been a lot of sickness going on, but it is good to have everybody back. We're going to start the service off. If you'll all stand, uh, Brother Zach's going to lead us in prayer, and then we'll start with song.
1: Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you do for us. I pray that you'd be with Brother Jay as he brings the message today. And again, I just thank you for all that you do for us and all that you're going to do for us. We pray all these things in your precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Page two hundred and sixty nine. What a wonderful in my life. 35. for the choir, Sing out like we mean it. everybody's having a good morning this morning are they are y'all oh it's a wonderful morning already it feels like the lord's working so i'm gonna have about three announcements here i'm gonna get out of the way and let him just take it over uh september 23rd uh ladies meeting at uh, 10 a.m in the fellowship hall uh so ladies please remember that uh also on september 23rd next generation they're gonna have a a grilling and a chilling at the lower's house at 5 30. uh looks like it's gonna be a big old pool party ain't it yeah, that sounds like fun. September 29th, uh, Remember Ladies Night Out with uh, Purposeful Women of God at Talmo Baptist Church starting at 7 o'clock. If you're going to ride the bus, it will leave here at 6 o'clock. And, uh, you know, uh, you know how Terry set the precedence here. Uh, if they say 6 o'clock, it's pulling out at 6 o'clock, so don't be late. All right, everybody, thank you very much.
1: From the church that I was raised in up in Haysville, North Carolina, a little white mountain church, he would say, once we got to this point in the service, well, it's already been worthwhile, is what he said. And I'll say it this morning, it's already been worthwhile being here. It's been wonderful. Appreciate everything that's been said and done. Appreciate the good teaching this morning we heard in our class. I appreciate the good singing. Oh, wasn't that some good choir singing this morning? I'm telling you, that's some of the finest you'll hear. I don't care where you're from. And, uh, and, I, and I appreciate that. My, my goodness, stirred my heart all the way from God's been good to He is coming this morning. And, uh, and I, I want to I repeat that before we move any further. Our Lord is coming. Buddha's not coming. Allah's not coming. On and on, every other false god, every idol that you can come up, they're not returning again. But our Lord, uh, as he was going away, his angel says, this man, as you see him going away, shall, shall so come in like manner, as you see him goes. I'm grateful to know this morning that he is coming again. And it is wonderful to be here again, Charlie my baby, Charlotte, and I, we're, we're tickled to death to be here one more time, and thank the Lord for his goodness to us, and I uh, appreciate this good congregation It's a good crowd gathering in the house of God. Y'all said there was a lot sick. I thought you were just saying that, Brother Terry. But uh, they've showed up this morning, and I'm sure there's still several out, and I've heard of several that are still sick. But I pray the Lord would touch them. And we're grateful this morning to be here. Aren't you grateful for the house of God? There is never a wasted time in gathering with like-minded believers. We've been doing this now for over 2,000 years. What you see right here, some have hid out in houses, some have hid out underground, some have hidden rocks, some have hidden caves, some have fled to the mountains, some have met by seaside, some have met uh, in prairies, some have met in pastures, some have met in rocks, and on and on and on and on and on and on and on, but they've met, and that's what we're here to do this morning. We have met to lift high the Lord Jesus Christ and worship Him and encourage one another. We're here, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord on Easter, that's what we say, but really this morning we gather every single week to celebrate the fact that He came, that He died, that He was buried, and that He is alive today, and I'm glad He is. You ask me how I know He lives? He lives where? In my heart this morning. And he sits at the right hand of the throne of God, making intercession for me and for you. What does that mean? That means Jesus. You say, I ain't really had anybody praying for me. Oh, if you've had Christ praying for you this morning, that's enough, thank God. Bless the Lord. Well, before I get sidetracked, we'll go ahead and give you the text this morning. I'm glad to be saved. Mark chapter number 10. Mark chapter number 10. Can you hear me okay back there? Brother Chris, everything good? Amen. Mark chapter number ten. And if uh, you were here Wednesday or listened to the live stream, you heard a man who lost his voice. And Lord willing, in a couple years, I'll be celebrating twenty years preaching. And uh, and that's the first time my voice is just ever completely gone. I've said that to twenty people in here uh, already, but it was bewildering to me a little bit. So this morning, appreciate you praying. Voice is working. I hope it works for a little while longer this morning. If my voice does just disappear, I'm going to put this really as close as I can up through here, and we'll try to make our way through it. But again, it's, uh, it's, glad, it's good to be here, and we are tickled. All right, the book of Mark, chapter number 10. I want to go ahead and say this this morning, that this is as unique of a message as I have ever preached in my life. The, the subject, the, the content... But I'm confident, I've prayed and asked God to give us direction and I feel as though this is the way the Lord would have us to go. And I preach this message, a lot of times uh, uh, the Lord will give men uh, something uh, that is for the sake of the hearers, maybe to... You understand we have an enemy this morning. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Listen, my fight is not against you and your fight is not against me this morning. It's not against your neighbor... Husbands, it's not against you. wives. And wives, it's not against you. husbands. Mothers, it's not against your children. Fathers, it's not against your children. Children, it's not against your parents. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers. And so occasionally, from time to time, God will have His men expose the tactics of the enemy. And this morning, that's what I want to do this morning, just for a little while, to... Maybe something you don't think about. Maybe something you don't see your day to day. It's obvious from the word of God. But if Satan could draw our attention away from what what he's actually doing. That's what every good tactician does. They want you to be completely unaware of their movements. Until you have been outflanked and surrounded. And it's too late. They've won the battle. But this morning, by, uh, by the help of the grace of God, we want to expose some tactics of the enemy. And I'll say this, if you're saved this morning, you're more than a conqueror through him that loved us this morning. So we'll look at Mark chapter number 10. And as we read this, you may say, well, it's strange that you say all that in context and preluding what you're going to preach, Brother Jay. But we'll get into the message. Mark chapter number 10. I will be brief this morning. We'll begin our reading in verse number 13. The Bible says this, and they brought young children to him. Who? Christ. Verse 13, that he should touch them and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, suffer the little children to come unto me. And forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you. Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child. He shall not enter therein. Verse 16. I like this. And he took them. Who? The children. And he took them up in his arms. Put his hands upon them. And he blessed them. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful for your word. We are grateful for the truth, Lord. And in a world of falsehood, in a world of deception, Lord, we're grateful to know that it is the only thing that we can truly, fully put our trust in is you and your precious word. So, Father, we ask you this morning that you would bless the, the word. As it goes forth, Lord, I, I don't know the situations that are here. And in a message like this... Lord, I I cannot expect, Lord, Father, in my own strength and my own intellect and my own power to be able to reach out and touch the situations that are in here this morning. But I ask for a fresh touch. Lord, this morning I ask for an anointing from you, that unction that no man can preach without. Lord, I ask for help and for grace. Lord, Father, help me not to come, Lord, with the wisdom of man's words, but in power and demonstration. Uh, Lord, Father, we ask, Lord, for a moment. That you would quiet us in this place. Quiet the hearers, Lord. Quiet your man this morning. Hide me behind the shadow of the cross. Lord, help me to lose sight of myself and where I'm at. That I might see you high and lifted up, Lord. And as we look to this text, direct our thought and direct our heart and direct our mind. Lord, again, we are grateful for your body, for this place, for your people. We ask, Lord, that you would receive glory. Help us to lift you high and to lift you up, Lord, that you would draw men to you this morning. And whatsoever you see fit to do, Lord, we'll close our Bible, we'll take our seat, and we'll give you glory. And Father, I pray that you would work in our hearts, and only the way that you can. For it's in the name of Christ we do humbly pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. The book of Mark, chapter number 10. I would like to speak to you on this subject. It's a very unique text and a very unique reading of the text. But we have before us this morning a text where there are those that as Christ was going around preaching in the countryside that brought their children to the Lord. So in light of that this morning, I'd like to speak to you and preach to you and I this morning on this subject Building shade for your children. Building shade for your children. Or simply put. Suffer the little children. To come into me. You say brother Jay. That's a unique title. That is a unique uh, message line. But I'll say this this morning. Uh, uh, Children are an heritage to the Lord. Uh, There is another man that said this about children. And about generations. He said that. This generation is to plant a tree for the next generation so that they can have shade. This morning I would say that is a wise statement. The book of Psalms in Psalms 127 in verse number 3 tells us that children are an heritage to the Lord. It is is an amazement to me. Dad always. Now, you've got to understand where I come from. Listen, if you have. they They need to die outside. That's not your opinion. That's fine. But listen this morning. The Lord's first commandment was not for you to marry a woman, uh, sir, or ma'am, you to marry a man. And, And that is still God's way. Amen. It is God's plan for a man to marry a woman and a woman a man. It's not God's. Let me be very clear this morning. It is not God's plan for a man to marry a man. It is not God's plan for a woman to marry a woman. It's God's plan for a man to marry a woman and a woman a man. And those two shall be one flesh and they should have what? Babies and lots of them. That's what the Bible said. Now, I say lots of them. Uh, we'll, we'll be grateful for whatever the Lord gives Charlie and I, but, but that's God's plan for a man and a woman to come together and to replenish the earth. And if you've been unable to have a baby in accordance to the will of God, be faithful in your service to the Lord. Thank God this morning. But I'll say this. I'll say this. His desire was that a woman and a man would obey his command, subdue this uh, planet, and through numbers of children, Raised to obey God in the commands of God. Bring glory and honor to Him. That is God's plan. It's God's plan this morning for for me to raise my child and raise my children, raise my family, to love God, to honor God, and to praise God, and to live for God. Hallelujah this morning. However, unfortunately, the family, the family... Unfortunately, the family has been under attack all the way since the beginning. What was the first attack that was launched by the enemy against, uh, against good and right? It was an attack against the family all the way since the mother of all living. Eve was tempted in the garden. And may I say this to you wives and to you mothers... I want to take a moment and stop and thank God for godly mothers. Thank you, mother. Thank you for giving your heart to your family. Thank you for giving your heart to God this morning. You are the backbone on which we stand. Thank God and Satan will attempt to influence wives and mothers to get to the man so that consequently he can get to the family that consequently he can get to the children. And this culture that we are living in is weaponized. Listen to me this morning church. I'm talking about the tactics of our enemies. This culture that we live in is weaponized Against children. 62.5 million babies have been slaughtered since Roe v. Wade in the 70s. I said 62.5 million children have been murdered in the womb. Let me say that one more time. 62.5 million babies have been slain and their bodies rolled through the sewage of American septic tanks since Roe v. Wade in the 70s. If this is too much this morning, that is just fine. It is all right. Listen, the tactics of Satan are against the children. When I mean, if a child escapes the murder of, 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 of being in the womb of its mother, it has a 50-50% chance that, a, that it will even be born into a family where there is a living mother and there is a living father. An actual father who have came together, conceived a child, and and they have decided and elected to be a mother and be a father. That child has a 50-50% chance to come into a world where it has a mother and a father. Are you with me this morning? The odds are that half before the child has even gotten there, matter of fact, they're higher than half, that uh, that they'll even have a a father who's willing to raise them. That child will most likely uh, be, uh, uh, if they do make it through uh, through the womb without being murdered, if they do make it into a family that has a father and a mother both in one household, that child will most likely be sent to an institution where the educational systems agenda is is anti-God, anti-Christ, and anti-Scripture. Are you listening to me this morning? And under, under the pressure of the sexual freedom movement and the homosexuals and transgenderism, listen, they're proud enough to walk it in the middle of the streets. This morning, I'm proud enough to preach against it this morning. God help us, and it's a tactic of Satan to make us be quiet about this problem, but God help us to stand up for the children this morning. God help us this morning. Oh yes, transgenderism, politicians are passing laws that are devastating to who? The children this morning. The desire behind this is that it is to normalize this type of dark, wicked, ungodly behavior. To normalize it. They don't care if you do it or if you partake in it or act in it. They just want you to be okay with it this morning. This man is not okay with it. And I hope you are not either this morning. And the church is trying to get along. The church is trying to flow with culture. Trying to blend in. But this morning, we still are salt in a very uh, very casual world. We still are light in a dark place. We're different this morning. We're different. The design... The design and the desire behind this is to normalize this kind of behavior and punish those who would dare speak against what's going on in our culture this morning. In so much as you would likely lose your job if you were cornered into a conversation and ask what your position on this is. What is your position on transgenderism? What is your position on homosexuality? Where do you stand? They'll want to corner you somewhere. You'd most likely lose your job in a lot of places. Do I have any help in the building this morning? Music producers and movie makers in Los Angeles and Nashville and Atlanta and Hollywood are purposefully interjecting this abominable lifestyle into our culture. Social media providers, big tech, they pump out and allow things to be seen by children that are devastating to their minds and to their hearts. Children, children are under assault and they're defenseless this morning. And I'm talking about building shade for your children this morning. Building shade for your grandchildren. Building shade for the children of this church this morning. Children are under assault and they are defenseless. Are you hearing me this morning? We are protecting these individuals and censoring those who would be audacious enough to raise a hand of disagreement to these abominations. That's the truth this morning. Say, Brother Jay, this really ain't a Sunday morning message this morning. Listen, this is a message for any day of the week. What age have we come to? Where parents sell off their children to traffickers in Mexico only to be dropped over a fence into this Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you listening this morning? The America that you and some of these older folks knew, the America that I knew in the 90s folks, are you listening to me? It is not prevalent anymore. I still have hope. I'm a patriot. If they call on me and ask me to come and fight, if they come and call on me and ask me to fight to protect the liberties we have, I will go proudly this morning to fight. And I'm grateful for our veterans this morning. I am proud to be an American and the citizen of the United States of America. But we must get real. There is an assault on this country. And I want to tell you something this morning. That's another tactic of Satan. Because he'll have you so confused, so distracted by politics that you can't see his movements. So distracted by this Republican said that about that Democrat. That Democrat said that about that Republican. Joe Biden said this. Donald Trump did this. And Satan will have you so, so confused and distracted by these Voices in this echo chamber this morning that you'll forget to see what he's actually doing. He's after the children. You say, brother Jay, what do you mean? Well, and don't fall out with me over this this morning. I we 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 have Mickey Mouse at our house. Okay, we he's running around somewhere in Charlotte. Just Mickey, 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 Mickey. She's all about Mickey Mouse. But this morning, Disney this. This happiest place on earth are actually producing and airing cartoons with transgender characters. God help us this morning. Uh, Cartoons uh, that uh, women are kissing one another in front of the children. I want to tell every young child this morning, that is not okay. Let me reinforce it this morning. Is it all right, men? Is it okay if I take this liberty and preach for just a little while? Children, it's not okay for women to like women, and it's not okay for boys to like boys. Thank God this morning. Hallelujah. Well, I wasn't expecting to get all in this deep this morning, but we're, we're here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Parents offering their children gender options. Can y'all believe this? Can you all believe this this morning? The government now is offering more influence on them. The president announced April 29th a couple of years ago that he would be more than happy to provide a more education from age 3 instead of age 5. He wants more time with them. Transgender teachers are now being encouraged by the government to get into the educational system. From the leader of the world, to teachers, to social justice, Marxists, to pop culture influencers, actors, musicians, senators, universities. There is a war for the children. They are under attack and they are the most defenseless among us this morning. That Satan has desired your children. He's desired them. And not to mention that when they're born, they're born with a sin nature. Well, they've got it stacked against them, don't they? They're born with a sin nature. And sin did my mother conceive me. The scripture says, and if children do somehow manage to make it through uh, the mother's womb alive, if they do somehow manage to find themselves in a home with a father and a mother, if they do somehow make it through the educational system and the social culture, the media and all the influencers that are out there, then they most likely will have to endure the impact of the choices made before their birth by their father and their mother this morning. Is anybody still with me? Exodus chapter number 20. Exodus chapter number 20 and verse number 5. I'm going to read these next five verses very quickly. If you don't want to turn, that's fine. Exodus chapter number 20 and verse number 5. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Numbers chapter number 14 and verse number 18. Numbers 14 and verse 18. The Lord is longsuffering. And of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Jeremiah chapter number 32, Jeremiah 32 and verse number 18 says these words, thou showedest loving kindness unto thousands and recompensest the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name this morning these verses and this thought does not mean that God punishes children for someone else's sin let me be clear God does not punish children for someone else's sin but it does tell us these verses do tell us that the collective decisions of a collective culture Collectively creates an atmosphere of sinful results in passing generations that follow. Shakespeare himself said the sins of the fathers are to be laid on the children. Say, Brother Jay, does that mean that God will judge my children for my sin? No, that means that your collective decisions that you are collectively making in life will impact your children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Deuteronomy this morning. Deuteronomy, I wanna I wanna get through this here and we'll move on. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter number five and six. Let me be quick. God is giving commandments to his people as they go into the promised land. They were about to enter the land of some of the most dark and wicked, perverse nationalities in the known world. But listen this morning in Deuteronomy chapter number 6. In verse number 1 and 2. Now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments with the Lord, which the Lord your God hath commanded To teach you that ye might do them in the land, whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord. Are you listening? Fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command me, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life. And that thy days may be prolonged. This morning we have a responsibility to our children, grandchildren, -grandchildren, great-grandchildren, the children in this church. What is that responsibility? It is to follow the commandments which the Lord God has taught us this morning. That we might do them in the land so that we may possess it. Stay with me this morning. Note that in verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. Note that from the heart in verse number 6. And these words which I command me this day shall be in thy heart. Note that Israel is going into a pagan land and they need the love of God in their heart reigning supreme. Listen this morning. The constant theme in my home, Brother Jay's home, Miss Charlie, that little baby back there. The constant theme. Should be the love of God. His commandments. His presence. His power. Oh it's good if we do this and that. It's good if daddy makes them a good living. That's all well and fine. I am commanded to provide for them this morning. That's all well and fine and good. But the supreme thing that should transpire in our home. Is a love for the Lord. Hallelujah. These people eventually went into the country, the children of Israel did, into the land of Canaan. They served God under Joshua. They served God under Joshua. But in Judges, they began to serve the God Baal and partook in what what historically? Judges chapter number two. I want you to get this real quick. Now, we're talking, church, about one generation. Are you with me? We're talking about one generation. We're not talking about a hundred years. I'm not talking about what we did, Brother Terry, since the 1950s. I'm talking about one generation. One, not two, not three. In one generation, the book of Judges, chapter number two, the Bible says in verse number ten. And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done in Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam. One generation who loved God and gave their all, their love for him, led to the next generation who served Baal. Do you want to know what sacrifices Baal Accepted, listen to this this morning, the sacrifices that Baal accepted from their followers were child sacrifices. Yes, sir. Since the beginning, church, Satan has been after the children. And in one generation, they forsook God. In one generation, they went from loving God, serving God, standing for truth, standing for right, praying with one another, needing the presence of God, loving Jesus, trying to serve Him, trying to give their heart to Him, uh, trying to give their all to Him. In one generation, done, offering those same young'uns on the altar of Baal. I'm talking about a brazen image where fire was started up underneath and this brazen goat of a, of a false god, of a false god, they would place their children on. Can y'all believe this? But our society is doing the same thing, the same exact thing, placing their minds on the altar of nonsense, foolishness, wickedness, darkness this morning. Listen, we can all sacrifice our children on more altars than just brazen ones. We can exalt our social standing as an idol in our mind and sacrifice our children on that. We can exalt college as an idol. Let me say that one more time. We can exalt college as an idol in their minds and in their hearts. Can I get any help this morning? i'm not against college i'm for further education i'm for getting a good job i'm for scholarships and being the best graded student in your class i'm a hundred percent for all of that this morning but if we sacrifice a walk with god we have failed Amen. satan's after our children and will distract us by any means necessary i don't care what it is where it is what it looks like, how good it looks like, how good it sounds, how good it looks, if it takes our attention off the Lord Jesus Christ and off a love for Him this morning, we're already off the path. We've become so distracted that we find it hard this morning to just sit down with reality. What reality, Brother Jay? The reality that Satan is after Your children. And he's after mine. Listen, this morning, do we not see, uh, you say, Satan's really fighting our country. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That is an accurate statement. Satan is fighting our country. You say, boy, Satan's really fighting the schools these days. Yes, that is an accurate statement. He's fighting. Boy, the devil's really fighting the church right now. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, he is fighting the church all out of salt. but what is at the base of this this morning? He is after the children because he knows if he can get the children, he's got the church. If he can get the children, he's got the family. If he can get the children, he's got the politics. If he can get the children, he's got the school system. If he can get the children, he's got the university. If he can get the children this morning Your babies and my babies, it caused them to look away from God. But this morning, if the church can band together and say, we don't know what they're doing out there, but we're going to build shade for our children. Ezekiel chapter number 16 The Bible says in verse number 20, Ezekiel 16 and verse number 20, Moreover thou hast taken thy sons and thy daughters whom thou hast born unto me, and these hast thou sacrificed unto them to be devoured. Is this of thy whoredoms a small matter, that thou hast slain my children? I see here the Lord takes ownership of these babies. This morning we must recognize, what do we need to do, Brother Jay? What do we need to do to build shade? First, we must recognize that our children are not ours. They are God's. They're God's babies. Fast forward through generations and generations and generations of disobedience from the book of Judges and Christ is setting. Listen this morning, church. Christ is setting. And as He sits... This man who is the Lord Jesus, who's, who's given his life to heal the sick, to touch the lame, to cause the blind to see, to cause the deaf to hear, to cause the lame to walk and leap and jump. All these amazing things. He's, 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 he's fed the multitudes. He's, he's, he's done all these miracles. They heard about him. They said, My child, have you ever noticed how many people bring their children to the Lord? I said, my child, my child needs you. They, They're bringing their children to him. Bringing their children to him. Christ is setting. And the religious crowd said, don't bother Christ with these petty children. I am wary of anyone who has a problem with children. This is me this morning. Christ looked at that religious crowd, those Pharisees this morning, and you'll notice something about how folks deal with children. I'm not talking about children running the show. I'm talking about loving children. I'm talking about loving babies. I'm talking about getting them to Jesus this morning. Christ said, you stop You stop there. Christ said, for such is the kingdom of God. These children belong to the kingdom. And you want to know what the king done? He picked them up. This morning, we must bring our children to Christ. You, you may not bring them to a great inheritance this morning. You may not bring a great retirement account to them. You may not have a great portfolio of real estate, but you can bring them to Jesus. You may not be able to bring them to fame and worldly acclamation, but you can bring them to Jesus. You may not bring them to an amphitheater where they can entertain the masses or a sports stadium where they can run as the congregation screams, but you can bring the children of the kingdom to the king. Parents that the New Testament desired that Christ would touch their children. The disciples rebuked these people. They were upset, judgmental. Our Savior doesn't have time for such a menial task. The Bible tells me that when he saw that they run off these children, that Jesus was much displeased. It's one thing to be upset. It's one thing to be really upset. I've been upset before, but I've also been really upset have y'all maybe you all better christian than i am be angry and sin, not the bible says listen disciples rebuke the people but the lord jesus said suffer the little children to come to me i'm done now i'm done as he was setting, there were babies they were in the they were in the congregation The folks desired that they saw all that was going on. You had the Roman government and the pressure that they placed on the Jewish family and on the Jewish home. You had all of these situational problems around them. But you had some who said, Lord, I want to build shade for my children. I wonder if the good people at Maryville Baptist Church this morning, do you want to build a place... That can be shade to these babies I look at them and I see them and their eyes are staring at me and I, I see them in every church I preach at military little eyes their future has not been written. they got their whole life ahead of them and I went to God that God would help me and use me to help bring some branches. And build some shade so that in a world that is wicked and desiring their life, they need recruits this morning. But God help us as the church of the living God to do just like Christ said, suffer the little children to come into me. Told you this was a unique message this morning. It's about as unique as I have. About as unique as I preach. This morning, God, help us all in sobriety of mind to identify the tactics of Satan. What is Satan doing? He's after the babies. He's after the babies. What can we do this morning? We can bring our children to Christ. We can build some shade in a dark and a dynamically evil, wicked, rotten, perverse, backward. I said backward. I said backward world. And bring them to the one that can bless their life. I'm talking about building shade for our children this morning building shade for our children sister megan if you would this morning come to the piano and as we stand all around the building i want to give each of you an opportunity this morning to pray let's all stand let's all stand with every head bowed and every eye closed as she comes to play softly this morning as they come with a song I wonder has God dealt with you and say, Brother Jay, I can't do much but I can try to build some shade for the next generation. You say, Brother Jay, I can't do much but I can try to take my what I know and try to build some protection going to pray myself as these are coming as these are praying, I wonder do you want to step out from where you're at right now and say God, help me to get my babies to you, help me to suffer the little children to come to you help me to get grandchildren nieces and nephews to the foot of our Savior as the church is praying this morning Sister Megan, play softly this morning. I wonder this morning, if there's any here that's never come to the Lord, that's never came to Him and known what it's like to know the Savior this morning. That's never believed on Him, never believed the gospel this morning. You can. You can come to Him. He's drawing you this morning. I'll say this. It has never been more important, Brother Terry. I really believe this. It has never been more important. Now, listen, I've been involved in about every circle that you can be involved in. We sang, I don't know if the church knows this or not. We sang, I sang from here to Florida to New Jersey. New Jersey, I've been up there. Sang and preached from here to there, from here to out west. Churches all along the southeast. Southeast being our main center focus. But I tell you, I've seen a lot, and I've seen a lot of circles. Seen a lot of different ideas. I've seen a lot of men preach some things that was not in this book, and that's that's no good this morning. If it ain't in this book. By God's grace, if God will help me, if it's not in that book, I don't even want to say it this morning. But if it is in this book, I want to give my heart, I want to give my soul, I want to give everything that's in me to preach what it says, to teach what it says. I've seen a lot from a lot of different circles this morning. I'm not talking about doing this or doing that or doing this or doing this or doing that this morning. So that you can look better for God, so that you can this or that or this or that. No, no, no. What I'm talking about is seeing what the enemy is doing this morning. See, we've got to be careful, church. Church. We've got to be careful in this age when folk just want looseness and freedom for the sake of looseness and freedom. I'm trying to be sensitive to the Lord this morning. What I'm saying is we have a church generation that has... They say they've left and done this or that. No, no. The Scripture is the issue in question this morning. Scripture, what the Bible says, what the Bible says for how we're to protect our family, how we're to preach the Word of God, how we're to teach the Word of God, how that we're to love God with all our heart. Listen, that's what I'm talking about this morning. I'm not here to tell you that you need to go home and cancel your Disney application or your children are going to end up in hell. What I'm saying, what I'm saying this morning is build a shade for your children so that they can know. I've got a little girl, she's probably back here at that nursery this morning. She doesn't know up from down yet, Brother Terry. But I try to go into her nursery every night. While mommy's holding her, putting her to sleep, just pray over that child. That God would save her one day. That He would keep her protected and shielded and keep her mind safe from the corruption that is out there. If we're not careful, church, we'll just say, ah, whatever. Everywhere I go, it seems like the Lord's been having me preach this message. It's as unique as I've ever preached. But I believe that this message, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and this message right here is as important. As important as any message that I preach, because if we can identify that Satan is after our children this morning and see that if he can get them, you'll be dead and gone here in a few years and they'll be what's left. They'll be what's left at Murrayville tonight. They'll be what's left in this community. They'll be what's left in this county. They'll be what's left in this state. There'll be what's left in this region in the southeast. There'll be what's left in this country and what's left in this world. The children. Can I get an amen from the church this morning? Let's build some shade. As Sister Megan plays softly, I'm going to bow for a word of prayer Terry. I'm going to turn it back over to you. Thank you for your sensitivity to the Spirit of God this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord, for the mercy of God. We thank you for the Spirit of God. We thank you for the reality of God. Father, I pray for these children. Father, I ask you to draw them to yourself. And I ask you to help us to bring them to you. Lord, I pray for me as a daddy. Help me to suffer my children to come to you. Thank you, Lord, for our children. They're your children. And thank you that you desire to save them, Lord. That you desire to show them the way. That you desire to be their shepherd and their God, their King, their Prince of Peace, their Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord, thank you for the awareness of what you're doing. Thank you for the awareness of what the enemy's doing this morning. Father, thank you, Lord, that we can understand the tactics of our enemy, Lord, and and get our children to a place at your feet. Get them to a place in front of you. Lord, help us to suffer the little children to build some shade for this generation. Well, thank you for whatever you've done this morning, Lord, and be grateful to it. We need you, Lord. Bless this day. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Terry. I just want to thank Jay for the message. You know, we've been praying for a lot of our kids in this church It's reaching the age of accountability, and I was praying this morning for them. You know, you don't have to be saved at an altar. My daughter got saved, we took her to, she come out of church and conviction hit her and we went over to my dad's house and she got saved right there in his living room floor. My granddaughter, she got under conviction on the way home from church. They pulled over and she got saved right there. So let's continue to pray for these kids uh, that God has saved them at a young age. It gets harder when you get a little older, so let's continue to pray for them. Let's just dismiss, turn around, and shake hands with one another, tell everybody you love them, tell Brother Jay you enjoyed the message, and uh, come back tonight, and he'll be preaching again tonight for us.